I might not be the brightest bulb in the pack, but I'm not the dimmest one either. I mean, I'm not going to be on Jeopardy anytime soon, but I'm also can probably hold my own in Trivial Pursuit. And, you know, I'm not a brain surgeon, but I did have to get a few degrees to get this gig, you know? That being said, um, tomorrow is my 48th birthday, August 15th. It rolls around every year on the same day, um, and it's crazy how that happens. But um, I was born at 1 o'clock in the morning on August the 15th, and I was telling people about this last night. Um, I have a tradition every year that I wait up on August the 15th to basically welcome myself in and wish myself a birthday at 1 o'clock in the morning. And so I've done this as long as my parents, you know, from the time my parents would let me stay up that late. And, and so, you know, it, it's sort of a, tra a tradition. So about 10 years ago, one, one night, um, after celebrating my birthday with my family all day long, they all went to bed. And so I stayed up, and, and you know, to welcome in my birthday. And so... Um, you know, when it officially hits. And at about 12.30, uh, Stacy, my wife, came into the living room, uh, and I guess something had woken her up, and she came in to find out where I was. And so she said, what are, you, what are you doing? And I said, well, you know, I reminded her of my tradition. I'm, I'm waiting up to 1 o'clock, you know, because that's when I was born. She said, yeah, you were born at 1 o'clock on August the 15th. It's going to be August the 16th. And it has been for the last half hour. <laughs> Folks, for decades, decades, August the 15th, my birthday all day long, and I would wait up that night until 1 o'clock <laughs> to welcome my birthday. Not even realizing that it was actually the night before that I was born. So, uh... I got to tell you, though, I mean, my mind was completely blown by that, and the rug was pulled right out from under me. You know, has that ever happened to you? I, well, I, I, of course it has, because, I mean, when, they're, when we're kids, there are certain things that we believe to be true that are, you know, proven otherwise. You know, like, for instance, I mean, how many of you believe that little people lived in the TV? I know I'm not the only one. Yeah, I see at least one more. Yeah, that little people live in the TV or the radio, and they were like giving a concert just for you or, you know. And, and or, you know, people, little kids think their teachers live at school. Um, well, this time of year, they almost literally do live at school, but they think they live there all the time. But then there's also the, the whole thing that if you eat a watermelon seed, that a watermelon will grow in your stomach or the thing that, you know, storks bring babies. But eventually, as they grow up, they realize that, well, it's actually satellite beams, the whole TV thing. Nobody understands why. I mean, it's almost as easy to understand that people live in there. But we know that that's not what happens. And eventually, a kid runs into their teacher out, into the real, out in the real world and realizes they don't actually live at school. And then they, you know, they see a woman's big belly and they realize... No, that's not a watermelon in there. That's actually a baby because that's where they come from, right? But then there are some things that we still believe as adults, and when we find out that they're not real, our minds are absolutely blown. You know, like you got to wait half an hour before you swim, after you eat, right? Interesting because 
You don't have to wait half an hour after you eat to walk or drive a car or really do anything else that's just swimming. No, actually, that's not true at all. You can swim whenever, so long as it's safe, right? That's completely false. And some of you are like, for real? Um, and, and then, like, that it takes seven years for gum to digest. No, it doesn't. It's the same as any other food that you put into your mouth. That's how long it takes. Or how about this one? Lightning can't strike twice in the same place. Have you ever heard that? What's a lightning rod for then? So, <laughs> I know, right? The rug has just been completely pulled out from under you because some of these myths have been, you never looked at it that way. I mean, I've told y'all before about the time I was in Hopeland Gardens in Aiken at Christmas time, and I saw these birds in a pond, and I said to Stacy, I guess these birds forgot to fly south for the winter, to which she responds, uh, dummy, this is the south. <laughs> You'd think at least one teacher would have said, birds fly here for the winter. No. But, you know, but the truth is, at times, you know, these are little facts, but they still kind of rock our world when we find out the truth. But then there are other things that, that can be kind of devastating to us when, when we find out what's really going on. Like that our government officials can't always be trusted. We learned that one pretty early on. But what about when we find that maybe our spouse, our friends, our parents, our clergy people aren't perfect and they can't always be trusted? That really sort of pulls the rug out, doesn't it? Or what about 9-11? I mean, in, in this country's history, that's been one of the most deadliest and devastating days that, that we've had in America, where two planes flew into the World Trade Center, and, and one crashed in Pennsylvania, and then one hit the Pentagon. I mean, if you were alive, then you remember that day. You remember where you were. It was, it was such a difficult day for everyone. And yes, a lot of that was the fact that, that all of those lives were lost. But at the same time, for the first time ever, many of us went to bed thinking that we were safe in the borders of our own country. And we realized right then that that wasn't the case. And the rug literally had been pulled out from under us, hadn't it? There are things that we grasp on too tightly, the things that we believe to be true. And, and when somebody tells us something different, it can be downright upsetting, can it? I mean, that holds true to today's gospel reading. I mean, question, who is the Prince of Peace? Thank you, thank you. I'm glad somebody knows. Okay, we'll, we'll try Who's the Prince of Peace? Jesus, yes. Very good. Y'all paid attention in confirmation class. All right. Prince of Peace is Jesus. When Jesus was being born, the angels appeared and said, blank on earth. Peace. Jesus said to his disciples when he said, I go and to prepare a place for you. He said, my blank I leave with you. My blank I give to you. Peace. Jesus is all about peace, right? We've learned that always. We heard it in Bible school and Sunday school when we were kids. We've grown up hearing it. I've said it right here many times. 
We worship the God of peace. And yet, today's gospel reading says something quite different. Jesus says, you think I came to bring peace? No, I tell you, I came to bring division. Mother will be against daughter, daughter-in-law against mother-in-law, father against son, son against father, brother against sister, sister against brother. People in their, in the, their own households are going to be turned against each other on account of Jesus. Jesus Christ is going to bring division. And I don't know about you, but as I read that, the rug is being pulled out from under me because that ain't the Jesus I've always known about. How about you? I mean, the, we, we like the sunny, sun, the sunny nice Jesus, right? The, the, the feel-good Jesus. This ain't that Jesus. Who is this Jesus? What is he talking about here? Well, realize that in our Lord's day, when, when he was speaking these things, um, and his, he was saying them to good Jews, Jews believe certain things in their heart of hearts. They believed that God loved the good and hated the evil people. Right? They believed that honoring God meant following a series of rules. And as long as you were following those series of rules, then you would be blessed. And if not, you would be cursed. They believed that God treated some people better than others. He blessed the Jews and everyone else was on the outside looking in. They also believed that that's who God loved the most was the religious people, the holy people and then here comes Jesus saying something quite different here's Jesus eating with sinners and tax collectors here's Jesus talking about being forgiving here's Jesus um, casting out demons here's Jesus healing people on the Sabbath day it's not about rules and regulations all of a sudden. Jesus is coming and talking about a God of love and grace and mercy. And to these people who had always been from the time that they were this big taught that this was the way God was, that if you did good you were fine and if not God was going to stamp you out. That rocked their world. The rug was completely pulled out from under them. And let's be honest, it ain't much different now. Because this is going on throughout Christianity. Because even though we are people of Christ and we have always heard about the grace, the love, the mercy and forgiveness of Jesus. When the rubber meets the road, we're still about the rule following. Because for a while, there were people that used their faith to defend slavery. And then when Christian, other Christian people were saying, no, that's not okay, it got ugly. People used their faith to defend their racism. But when confronted with the gospel, the love, the grace and mercy of Jesus, it makes them mad. People who have been divorced were told basically that they were going to hell. But then... Someone said, you know what? No, good news that's not good news isn't good news. God still loves people despite what they're going through, despite their ordeal. And even now, the LGBTQ community is constantly persecuted, and yet we have a God of love and grace and mercy. 
And when people hear that that God of love, grace, and mercy loves those people too, it blows their mind. And how do they react? Well, let's be honest, it's not always pretty, is it? Because there's two things that you're not supposed to talk about in polite company, right? What are they? Politics and religion. And you know why that is? Because those are the things that are closest to our identity. Those are the things that have been ingrained in us, in our belief system, from the time we are very young. And so when somebody challenges those belief systems, it makes us furious. Because we believe in our right to be right. And we are going to fight to be right all the time. Because when our belief system is challenged, the only other option is for that rug to be completely pulled out from under us. And so we will fight it and we will argue it until eventually we win or they win. But at what point does God win? Right? Here's the reality, my friends. We need to stop worrying about being right and start worrying about doing right. And what does it mean to do right? It means love. Because things are in our faith, in our lives, are going to be challenged. We have, if you haven't noticed that, the last two years should have, should have shown it in spades. Right? Because what happened? Families divided. Friends divided. Some people are still not speaking to each other. Why? Because they disagreed about things like vaccine and masks and sending kids to school and social distancing and this and, and, and the reality of whether or not COVID was a real virus. And that divided households and friendships and, and families, did it not? Why? Because we had to be right. But let me tell you what is right. Love is always right. Grace, mercy, and forgiveness are always right. It's not about the rules. It's not about our theology. It's not a, about our politics. It is about love. And if you ain't showing love, you ain't right. If you ain't showing mercy, you ain't right. If you ain't showing grace, you ain't right. Because we know this because we have a God and that's what Jesus shows us it doesn't mean that everybody's gonna like it that doesn't mean that everybody's gonna agree with it but if we are doing love if we are showing the love grace and mercy of God then we are doing right we may not even believe it ourselves but that is right and that, my friends, is what will change the world. Don't worry about being right. Worry about doing right. Amen.